Welcome to the Breath of Fresh Air podcast, a podcast which discuss issues concerning the body of Christ, community, society, entertainment, and more importantly, we're examining ourselves while displaying the true identity of Christ to bring in souls and to build up souls. So strap on your seatbelts and let's go. Whatever you want to do, you can do it, but it's your measure of faith. I'm not going to judge you as the pastor because I have to know the people, like you said, that I am shepherding. Right. Um, but that's the problem. We don't, mm-hmm. for the most point. They don't have an intimate enough connection. So it's easier for me to say to my 30,000 parishioners, stay home. Because yeah. I don't have a, I don't know every single one of you to know how you operate. Correct. Only my inner circle really knows. And so the inner circle may show up. Yeah. Like even at your church, we can use your church as a perfect example. You know, a certain amount of people show up and shoot and edit and do things, but it's not the whole congregation. Correct. And even when they're shooting the worshipers, some things are separate. Yeah. It's like still, and then they piece it together. Right. Um, you have to know what, but that's the inner circle. That's the people who are the Levitical, the priesthood, yeah. the people who are supposed to be in the tabernacle no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's all I said. The pastor might need to be there, but do I need to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, Pastor, you go to church and then live stream to us because you basically have to get in that pulpit and that's you presenting the gospel to us. But that don't mean I have to sit physically in the building to receive it. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I'm going to tell you something, man. I I I think, and, you know, I'm going to go over a little deep, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to be being messy on the podcast. Even messy. waking up and stuff. So I'm like, I'm, I feel like I need to wake up too. You know, uh, <laughs> Right. We have not done a good job of training the church for this situation. Yeah. Going back to the Acts Bible, we talked about this in our own private Bible study. They were going to house to house. They were training up pastors, leaders, deacons, deaconess. They were training up evangelists, um, prophets. You know, They were creating a culture of house to house. It didn't matter who was the leader. Mm-hmm. You go out and you preach this to your cousin. Right. Your cousin go preach to his other, you know, and it just continues on and continues on. That's how he went from 12 to the 120 to the 5,000 or 3,000 added in one day or whatever. And it just constantly grew into that. Let me ask you a, a question. I don't necessarily think that we're not teaching it. Mm-hmm. I think that because we're so segregated in westernized Christian, mm-hmm. Christian Christianity, we have determined what we will receive and what we won't receive. So once you start separating that church in Acts was united. Very true. Yeah. United. Agree. And now there's so many denominations. There's a denomination over denomination. Mm-hmm. So this denomination may be doing it. Mm-hmm. And we may have it. We may have trained it from this certain standpoint. But this domina- denomination is like, no, we're not doing that. We don't even believe that type of doctrine that mm-hmm. you're preaching. And because of that, the separation between the church has caused that disparity. It has caused that rift between, hey, this 
and this. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I believe we are. I think there is a remnant of believers that do actually stand forth and say, hey, we are teaching our believers this. We are standing on this. But I also believe that that remnant has to combat quote unquote false teachers, right? Yeah. Quote unquote denominations that feel um, uh, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm not going to stand on this. I'm not going to even believe in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know, so, Holy Ghost. So, so we not. So if if you have those elementary, as Paul mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. if you have those type of elementary type of flaws and discrepancies you, yeah. in teaching, then how can I say what you say and you agree with it? You see what that's I'm real, saying? That's real, real. I just think that the churches who are already practicing the small groups are winning in this scenario. Yeah. Because it's like I, as a leader of 500, I can't go to everyone's home. But because I've put people over people, mm-hmm. taking the Moses perspective of I have a million people, but I can't touch them all. Yeah. So now I'm going to get 70 elders. Get, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they go there out. Go. And so go. that's what I'm, I'm more. I was when I say training and teaching, I'm saying we're holding the power to one. Ah, I got and you. It's, yeah. And I think what God is saying, you, you we should have been teaching. Should be you know how many, I mean, look at this room right here. Ava waking up. Hey, man, she over here preaching. She could be leading a small group yeah. of individuals. Right. Because if we're not training everyone, I heard a pastor say, I train as a pastor to make other pastors. Yeah. Correct. It's no, it's no, it was Miles Monroe. He said, I, I have no, it was no glory for me to do all the work. Right. I can't do all the work. Yeah. So I want you to become a pastor. Successor. I need you to, Understood I need mente- mentees yeah. and I need, because I can go. Because then when you take over the church, I, I can go do this. Yeah. You know, um. And so I think especially in certain churches in our community and in as a whole as the church itself, we have not been doing a good job of uh, impartation That's and good, teaching bro. and leadership so that when the situation like this, the husband or the wife in the household can lead their their family into the presence of God as a unit, how to get into the uh, usher the presence of God into your home. Mm-hmm. Because you can't be, uh, you can't watch, maybe the TV don't work, what if the internet goes out? See, well, here's the scary part. This is just a pandemic. What if all the energy grid, I'm passing to this one time, what if the whole energy grid for the entire earth just stops today? There's no computers, there's no technology, so how are you going to get the word now? Mm-hmm. Are you prepared to teach and understand the word for yourself then, because then you, it doesn't work. And there's even a, a power surge that can happen to your car, because this computer's in that, and it can stop that too. Right. So now you can't go anywhere. You know, so we need to be prepared. The pandemic is really like a warning to me yeah. that the church needs to wake up and yeah. begin to train individuals to lead and stop worrying about just the pastor, but it needs to be a pastoral impartation. Like equipping of equipping the of the saints. Yeah. Oh, I, I love it. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that Ephesians talk. Yes, sir. Okay, so here's another question. You with the questions. So they were waking up, praise God. I just love there it. are spiritual leaders that are saying it takes faith to not go to church mm. and to lead and teach online. As opposed to go to the building. Is that truth in that statement or is that statement rooted in fear? It takes faith. Well, it takes faith to do a lot of things. Nice. Um, for instance, here's the thing. I, I, I know what they are automatically because I'm a leader. I already know exactly what that person is saying. Me getting online then gives it to you for free. 
So I'm giving it away now. I, I have to, I'm afraid that you're never going to want to come back to a physical location. Correct. So it takes faith for me to still lead in the midst of knowing that I'm giving this to you. I can give you a church experience without the church. Yeah. So you mean I don't got to get dressed? I can eat my, my, my Frosted Flakes and watch you, and I ain't even got to sing a hymn. Y'all singing for me. Y'all look so good. I ain't got to go serve uh, and, and bring my, you know. It's like it does take faith because I still have to lead even though I don't get to have the benefit of the amen or know that I'm on point because I don't have anyone physically in the building mm. to make me feel like I'm on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's why I love, I've been watching the churches lately, is like, there is no break for a man anymore. There's no break for the, the organ to play. Mm -hmm. It's, man, you got to be on yeah. that word. Because yeah. they might not type a man. They may not type, because they, they eating their frosted flakes. Yeah. And they, they watching you along with 20 other pastors at right. the same time. Right. And that's another thing, too, because now... People who had to, for people to experience all nations, Baton Rouge, they had to come into this room mm -hmm. to truly experience it. See, when I came here for the first time, it was different than online, right? Yeah. But now you're having to give this full experience because your own church can't come. Yeah. So now, like, man, they gonna already they gonna know my they gonna know the secret. They gonna know how we get down. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I want you to physically come, and so it does take faith. Yeah. Um, in those cases, what I do think is faith. In some cases, rooted in a little bit of fear, because that's what faith is. Yeah. Faith is not, I'm not afraid. Faith is, I'm afraid, but I'm going still, to go. Still do it, yeah. Amen. Amen. And you mentioned the building, and I, I always argue this. Uh, I think I probably argued on a, a previous podcast. <laughs> um, people get attached to the building. Yeah. And you know, even at my church, we have a beautiful edifice. Mm -hmm. You know, but. It's not even about that. Right. At the end of the day. All 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 Jesus wants is his word to go forth. Right? Yeah. And my and and I often, you know, because even with me being a young adult leader, I'm doing our virtual Bible studies online, you know, because I haven't gone back, you know, to the facility yet. But it's kinda like this. Will you still proclaim my word and proclaim who I am if there is absolutely nobody in this building? Right. Would right. will you still go forth? And do what I have called you to do because I called you to do it. That's I called, good. and if I called you to start this ministry, you have to have enough faith to know that I'm going to sustain it, mm. whether they're in the building, online, or if nobody shows up, mm -hmm. I am still God. Mm. That feeling that people talk about when they go into buildings, um, the atmosphere, how you feel either lightened or you feel closer, um, and like you said, Fee, that they get attached to the building. But you can get that same feeling without being in the building. Like it's it's the physical building, but at the same time it's not. Because people spend a lot of time praying in those buildings. Yeah. They pray before you come there. You can create that same atmosphere at your house. Right. Yeah. Like I can testify to it. In my church, like it's no denying it. The spirit of God moves in that place. You be in the you be <laughs> high. But I've had that same feeling at home. Right. Like if you really Get to tap that point in. where you tap in and you it gets to the point where you have to literally get on your face. Yeah. And I think people now see that when because we have to be at home, you can't play church. Right. You can't play emotions and feelings. Yeah. Like 
if you want that same feeling that you get when you go into that building, you have to create that atmosphere mm -hmm. in your I house. think the church creates an atmosphere that makes it easier mm -hmm. for people to feel because, a certain way. Because yeah. this room is only dedicated to right. this one thing. My pastor right. said, one time I wanted to have a concert in my church, and he was like, he's like, you can't have it in the sanctuary. I was like, but other churches do that. He said, yeah, but our sanctuary is only for the word and only for the presence of God. He said, we've the only the prayers that go up in there is for that specific mm -hmm. thing. But I want to go to the scripture where Jesus says, some say low here. Some say low there, but I say the kingdom of God is inside. Is on the inside. Mm -hmm. So what is the real tabernacle? We've in Western churches, like you've been saying. I've been saying we see in Africa they may not have a building, they be in the field. Because they because they can get hey y'all like my dance. Y'all like my dance. See, that's why y'all need to get the video version of this podcast. But anyway, uh um the kingdom of God is only inside of us, so it's we become the tabernacle. Yeah, that's yes. why he said you should pray without ceasing. Yeah, so I can create this, like you just said. I can create. There's a you're supposed to have a prayer closet. You have to have a, some area in your home you isolate that you isolate. That's just for you and God. And when you walk in that room, it could be just Presence. like you walking yeah. into yeah. the yeah. church. Because God say, if you say you're gonna meet me here. I'm going to be there yeah. because I, he wants to have a relationship with us. I think church has been that middleman. Yeah. Like, oh, I could just come here and get easy to God because God's right. like, I'm already here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but God said, I, I could be, I would like to be, I actually want to be in your house because there's some stuff in your house I don't like. Yeah. And I would like to get that out. But the house is yeah. here. Yeah. He said, I'll come live and sup with you, not a building. Yeah. yeah. And I'll bring my father here, not here yeah you know and so what you're really feeling is the prayers of the person who yeah. already yeah. the poor right. yeah. yeah the, the poor exactly. yeah. Right. yeah yeah absolutely yeah absolutely it's your turn now my amen it is your yeah. turn and i think a lot of times <laughs> for the for, for for an unbeliever i think it's about because let's say someone who don't know christ right them come and getting that experience um, is what draws them. Absolutely. But back to your point, if the leader has created these these different these other leaders to be able to pour into them, regardless, have you trained your people to go be able to go out in this pandemic and pour, minister, and still add to the flock, although you're online. Yeah. And if you absolutely. haven't done that, then your church, when you do open your doors, and when we're able to go back, then you'll you'll see the result of what you have and have absolutely. not done as a leader. Absolutely. Um. Yes. We. When there are seasoned saints, I'm doing a little quote things, you know, who spend time alone with Christ, they bring a certain type of spirit when they walk into the door, which is why most people get the experience that's already there, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And so we're already coming with that. And, I'm, and I'll use this. I remember, you know, my dad being sick. The only place he got rest was in my room. Well, I tarry with Jesus in my room all times mm -hmm. of night. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so it's nothing... And not to say that he don't, <laughs> let me just say that, <laughs> you know, but what I'm saying is, is that when you do spend time mm -hmm. with Christ, the you're going to automatically bring, yeah, yeah. The presence right. is there. Yeah. That's I, really good. You know, I, I'm an IT, amen. So when I go to shut up networks, God kind of gave me an analogy just even now while y'all were speaking of reconnecting to the source. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in, in your building, there's ports, port A, port B, port C, port D, and you can plug into it and get internet, right? 
But common in my job, I get a call saying my port's not working. My internet ain't working. Oh, okay. So I don't go check the port. I, I go check the source. Mm-hmm. And so when I go look at the source, I say, oh, well, your that port is not firing up, so I'm going to move this cable to this port. And now all of a sudden, magically, it wasn't the port number here, but it was the port number on the actual um network in the network closet that I switched around. That's good. And bro. what it's all about is is that sometimes when things aren't working, you gotta understand you have to learn how to find the issue with the source. Yeah. Um and the issue right now with our church is we've been trying to get the same thing but realizing you can't get if that port's closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you gotta go back to the source. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Absolutely. Amen. In this pandemic, what is the balance between faith and wisdom? I talked about that earlier. There's definitely a balance there. Mm -hmm. So what is the balance between faith and wisdom? Um, Be able to, so people can understand that you you can have amazing faith, but if there's no wisdom, Mm -hmm. then then you will put yourself in a position. I, I have the answer for you. I got the answer. You know what it is? Get the Holy Ghost. <laughs> because the Holy Ghost will teach you all things. All things. If you, like we talked about earlier, learn the voice of God for yourself, mm-hmm. not your pastor's voice, not TDJ's voice. Yeah. Not the man on the mirror in the us on the other side, but God's voice for yourself. Then the Holy Spirit will tell you, put your mask on, man. Mm-hmm. Like I literally have left. Like we were talking about a certain thing going on in our city, and I said, you know, I don't think I'm. Like I feel in my spirit, I shouldn't eat any of the food. Like that's what I'm hearing for me. Yeah. Not somebody else can eat it and it'd be fine, but I'm hearing. Yeah, I think I need not to eat this. So it's like if the I've had the Holy Ghost tell me to turn down this street, don't mm-hmm. go down that street. Yeah. And I go on the news and it's like, oh, there was a bloody shooting. A yeah. person got Absolutely. shot. And it's like, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost, yeah. for telling me to turn. Yeah. So. It is faith. My faith and my wisdom is seated in the Holy Ghost, yeah. which means today I may eat a Burger King burger, but tomorrow I may not. You know, it's 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 all about leaning completely. Where we're not training people once again to know the Holy Ghost voice, because when even with Eli and Samuel, when God was calling Samuel, he goes to Eli and say, "Hey, you call me." No, boy, I ain't calling you. Go back to bed. You yeah. know, I, I used the same thing with Daryl the other day when I was explaining to him how to learn God's voice for yourself. And then when Eli was mature enough to say, oh, that's not, he not crazy. That's God calling him. Yeah. He trained him. He said, when the Lord speak to you again, say, here's your, I'm your servant. You know, I speak, Lord, your servant here, right? That she will know him by his voice. So that's why it's like, we got to start training. I, I, it comes back to the leadership. We have to train people to learn not to lean on us, but lean on the Holy Ghost. I use this analogy in conversation from my pastor on many podcasts where I said I would hit him up when I was young about everything. And in the beginning, he would just father me. He was like pouring stuff in. And then all of a sudden, he stopped answering my texts. And he stopped answering my calls. And it'd be three, four days between something. And I'm like, like, oh, you still need help? Nah, I figured it out. Yeah, yeah you right. sure did. Then yeah. it was two weeks between something. I'm like, oh, you still need no help? No, and then I didn't call no more because I had the whole. I heard God 
for myself. Um, And so that's where you have to get to. I think the perfect mix between faith and wisdom is the Holy Ghost. Because he's going to give you, he's He's going to boost your faith. But he's going to also give wisdom. Yeah. Right. As for Christians, and I can't speak for any any other uh, religious mindset. I can only speak for Christianity that the Holy Ghost is that perfect medium. Yeah. All right. That's, That's good, good, bro. That's good. That is the answer. Yeah. Amen. Okay. One hit one. One hit one. Amen. Amen. Holy Ghost. How do these disputes affect how the church is viewed? When you get believers who saying, hey, you don't have faith because you don't come to church. And then you get other believers that saying, hey, you don't have wisdom because you do go to your church or you open these buildings and not taking into account the people who 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 are sick and sick and elderly mm-hmm. and old. How how does that look? Um, affect the view of the body of Christ collectively. I see Satan sending an Android message to an iPhone with a GIF. That's, that's, yeah, he got an Android. See, I'm just letting y'all know. Uh, he, he, Satan got an Android. He don't have our message because that's from God. Uh, but he sends an Android. I had to be careful with that. He sends an Android message with the Michael Jackson GIF of pop, popping the popcorn in his mouth grinning because that's exactly what he wants is division within the church. Um, and that's yep. a, so the world laughs at us. Uh-huh. Y'all can't even figure out whether y'all want to believe that black should be this or black. He's it's like it's so the church. Here's the thing: we can come together and say we shouldn't congregate, but the church is still divided on racial issues. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like I keep winning. He's like I keep winning yeah. because I keep showing that y'all have no no one no has unity. The, no unity. No the unity. one tool that God says if you got that. You got everything. Yeah. They'll know you by the love you show one another. Yeah. And because we can't eat, we're divided. We're attacking this pastor because he did it this way. I've never really fixed my mouth to attack Pastor Spell. I, I like either. if yeah. God called that, I would laugh. If God called that man of God to do it, he never gets sick. So evidently for him, it was on. Yeah. For another and then you heard rumors that he was sick. I was yeah. like, "Are you sure about that?" Though? That's also, like, "Come on, man, come on." Are man. you sure about that? I've, on, I've, but here's the crazy thing: I've seen believers say he should get sick, yeah, and go and and die. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. I ain't want to die. I, I I did one time. <laughs> I was like, "No, no, not tomorrow. No, I want him to die." I, I think I think I did fix myself one time to be like, "Man, that's not wisdom." Because I at the time I, I hadn't woken up fully to. What God was doing in that season, right, right. And I said, man, that's. I said, man, why would He do that? He's. I said, you know what I said is making us look like we don't care yeah. about our people. It wasn't nothing against Him. It was like, man, come on, man, don't don't do that. It makes that makes us look crazy. You know what the Lord told me? Exactly. Yeah. You're supposed to look crazy. We're supposed to be persecuted for righteousness' sake. Mm-hmm. So this man is saying, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what the Lord told me to do, and it's going to look crazy to people. So, you know, it looked crazy to people too. We had to go out there and build that ark. That's it, right? And my thing, and I'll stand on this: it's gonna rain. Whatever God <laughs> told you to do is what you do. That's it. I have many reasons, faith and wisdom, um, why I'm making this the decisions that I am making in this season. Um, and it, and and a lot of my decision isn't just predicated on Fayana because I would probably do a whole lot of things differently. Mm-hmm. But I'm also thinking about those that are around me as well. That's it. And so with that, I'm. The faith, wisdom, and the Holy, letting the Holy Spirit be 
the, de- mm-hmm. the deciding factor. Amen. That's 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 so important. That's so so important. Um, it's sad to me, bro. Like when I look at it from both perspectives, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's sad to me. Cause when I first looked at it, I I always hold judgment to see fruit. I have learned to just shut up until you see some fruit. So initially, when we see things, this is the thing that haunts me when it comes to Christianity. We see something, we read something, and we automatically judge it. No wisdom, no Holy Spirit leading us. We just be like, oh, I don't like it. Oh, I do like it. And you, yay or nay, right? And it's like, but you haven't seen any fruit Mm -hmm. from this situation. We're just speaking from impulse. And um, I've just learned not to do that. So when I first initially heard it, I didn't say anything. I I was quiet. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, people start coming to me and say, hey, how you feel about it? I simply said, man, God is going to show us. Mm -hmm. I just pray. This has always been my response. I pray that he's hearing from God in this situation. I pray he's hearing from God in this situation. And if he is, man, it's going to be an incredible testimony. But if he's not, then it will fall on his face Mm -hmm. and it will make the body of believers look stupid. In totality, because they always looking for something for to pray to point at at Christianity, Mm -hmm. regardless. Mm -hmm. But at the more he started speaking, and the more things this brother started saying, didn't agree with a lot of the methods, right? But give me your whole stimulus. Yeah, like some of the stuff I just I I did not I didn't I didn't agree (laughs) with some methods, but I do understand when I see a boldness in the Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is no doubt in my mind this brother speaks with boldness of Jesus. It doesn't matter if you believe that or not. There is a boldness and a reliance Mm -hmm. on Christ that is obviously there that you can you cannot dispute. And so I love to take away things that can help me and be beneficial to me and not necessarily just point to what's negative, right? right. And I think we do that too often. So here's another question, (laughs) y'all. He rolling with the questions today, boy. What would your parting words be concerning this topic, keeping churches open, keeping churches closed, um, using faith, would this be faithless? What would your parting words be? My parting words would be, whosoever will, let them come. Um, Number one, church, let's stop judging one another because we get enough judgment from the world, uh, enough judgment for other religious uh, reasons, um, that we should not be a church divided, but a church united. Yeah. Um, and that whosoever will, you know, let them come and, and let people be judged off their personal measure of faith. Create your church atmosphere around the idea that each individual is unique and different. Yeah. Where some people will want to physically come and some in this season will want to stay home. Right. Make both people feel like they accepted. are right and Correct. accepted. Yeah. Um, we do this with um, with the first when the first churches were being like um, unsegregated in schools and certain things like that. We had scenarios where. You know, you're not welcome here. You know, it's almost like we're doing it in church now because you don't have faith. You don't, you, you, you wasn't in the faith club. 
Yeah. We was here since you know since May, and you just not coming back in July. Well, no, that's what my faith allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, there just should not be any judgment. It should be, hey, look, man, if you want to come, you can come. If you want to stay home, stay home. But I am fulfilling both. Yes. So if you need, if you, this is what you want and need and you desire, because some people need to physically come. Some people need, if I ain't coming, I'm not going to ever come back kind of thing. Yeah. Like, if I don't have a structure, if you don't keep a structure around certain people, then they just break away. Yeah. You know, where others is like, I'm a little bit more mature in my faith. I can still keep this thing going while we figure all this out. Yeah. Um, so you have to have something for both. Just like you wouldn't give a kid a steak. <laughs> I think you used that analogy before. Or yeah. Like, that. like, you wouldn't give a child a steak. You had to cut it up. Well, well, another person you fix a mistake. You know how I like it medium. Yeah. Another person like it medium well. Somebody like it well done. So you have to fix the state for each individual person, or at least try to hit the target where your church is specifically getting that. Yeah. And if we can do that, then man, we we will probably see more unity in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, hey man, that's good, bro. Yeah. That's really good. I would say definitely not to judge, to use wisdom, but also be. Um, Led by the spirit, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to your leadership. So make a sound decision for yourself, but be led by the Holy Spirit. If your pastor decides to open their church or let the church stay closed, and if you're wondering whether they're truly hearing from God, then you need to go to God for yourself instead of passing judgment on whether they did hear from him or not. And in that way, God will lead you to whether you should physically be there or if you should be online. But wisdom and be spirit-led. Amen. Amen. I'm going to pick it back off of you. I would definitely say follow the Holy Spirit and trust and know that the perfect will of God will be done no matter what. Um, Whenever he does something, he does it very well. Mm -hmm. And so when we allow him, to overtake every situation, including the situation with the pandemic. Should we be open, should we be closed? When we allow him to facilitate that and we follow his leading, then it's going to be well regardless. Amen. Amen. Um, all of these answers are amazing. Thank y'all. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've learned in this season is to just uh, be still and know that he is God mm-hmm. in the midst of it all. Um, and I think that as a church collectively, we have a great opportunity to display who Christ is, who Jesus is, and who God is. And a lot of what we're doing, and, it can, and since we can't do that physically, collectively together, how do you do that? How do you display it? And um, one way, but there's many, is through honor. Um, and uh, a lot of what I've seen is how we are very... Uh, we battle, I don't want to say don't, we battle dishonor because of how we think and our perspectives and how we uh, haven't grasped, clutch, cling to love, even in a season of this. I think that love is imperative in this season mm-hmm. and to understanding people's perspectives and then guiding them, whether you be full of faith and your your faith is on a measure that someone else's faith is, I think love is the narrative and the navigator um, and initiator and to seeing people from their perspectives as opposed to telling them your perspective and saying, hey, follow me. And if not, then you don't 
have faith. Mm -hmm. um, I think that in this moment, we have the opportunity to share our hearts with people and to really show them who Christ is. They will know you are Christians by your love. Mm -hmm. and, and we have that opportunity to do that. How can we believe a God that we don't see mm -hmm. and still in the same breath see my brother and sister who wants to cling to God and say, hey, you not like him or we don't love you or you getting it wrong. We can we can do better in this season and we can grow into some things and we have the opportunity to do it. But it has to be founded, cemented, grounded in That's love. It. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Another man. Well, amen. Amen. Listen, this has been Breath of Fresh Air. This is your bro, bro, you. It's your boy, Ooh, the high side on. It's your girl, Ayana. And this is the Nawoke. Hey, This is April. Because the high side on might go get some donuts. Praise God. Praise God. Let me hold one.